Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Oh, sports. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show, what a week. Sport, in politics, in life. Well, let's talk some sports and, and, and stay on the light side. So you're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm a Ray Tall Ray side. And I'm Tay Eric Taylor. Give us a call. It's a Friday, y'all. Friday night. Seven one eight six six four nine zero nine eight. Like always, RayandTayToday dot com. RayandTayToday at gmail dot com. You want to share your NFL Week 10, Ray. It's Week 10 picks. College football More Week 11 picks. It, it flies by so fast. So, and, of course, we'll chop it up with the, with the hoops. Maybe we'll even talk about McGregor for UFCs coming up. Who knows, you know? But, anyway, join the ride. Have some fun. We're very social. Twitter, iTunes, YouTube, Instagram, and, of course, Facebook. And we're all about talking sports with friends. Ray, you said a crazy week. Let's just uh, pray for peace and happiness. And this is why we like sports. We like to be that great distraction. But most importantly, happy Veterans Day. We thank you, all of the men and women in service throughout all the branches of the military. You don't know how much you are appreciated. And you definitely deserve more than one day in the second week of November to be celebrated. So, um we applaud you and thank you. Ray, I think I've got a man crush, and it's on a 37-year-old wide receiver in Baltimore, and his name is Steve and probably Stephen Smith Sr. Last night after the post game, he kind of addressed Rodney Harrison attacking him, saying if they got to rely on a 37-year-old man, the Ravens are in trouble they're at first place, 5-4, and four, beating the Browns, which is, you know, easy task, right? But he said, Rodney needs to show me his respect. I respect him, and he's digging dirt on me, and I want you to know my shovel is bigger than your shovel. And that right there is just like Ice Up, son. He is the man of the phrases and T-shirts, and I am so down with Steve Smith, and I hate the Ravens, but Ray, come on, man. You can't get hyped up when you hear a man say, my shovel is bigger than your shovel. Ah, I love it. But you know what's so <sighs> funny, though? The NFL Network, right? It was NBC and the NFL Network starting yesterday, right? So well, Michael no, they started Irvin, the week before. They won the week before. before. They, it's just but, not on NBC yet. Right, but but that's why Rodney Harrison was in the you know in the spotlight. Yeah. But then Michael Irvin sat down after the game with Steve Smith and and Marshall, yeah, oh, and God, Marshall. But him. but Michael Irvin in particular because of the wide receiver. Did you see Steve Smith's numbers? He's three oh. catches away from a thousand. He just he's a Hall of Famer, right? Eighth place all time. I mean, his numbers blow Michael Irvin's Irvin out of the way. water. And Michael He's Irvin a was a was a first first or second ballot Hall of Famer 
I and mean, he's been on running Steve teams Smith, his whole career, Steve Smith. Give him credit. He's always been on running teams. I didn't realize his numbers were that gaudy. No, I knew they I were good. Impressed. I didn't know they were I knew, bad. I knew they were good. You're right. I didn't know. You're right. I didn't know that they were that good. And so I really got to tip my hat. But he's 5'9". He came back at 37 off of ACL. And he's just the hero the most. He really didn't doesn't even need to retire this season. That's how good he's playing. But I gotta give him credit. He's teaching Perryman, uh, helping out Mike Wallace. You know they they they've got uh, Kamar Aiken. They have a nice little receiving core. The offense has got a you know Flacco's got to play better. They need a running game. But the Ravens could be sneaky good because they have great coaching, and Terrell Suggs in that defense is still very good, Ray. Uh, you know, I, I don't like the Ravens, but I admit when somebody is balling, they're balling. They are they balling. are, and they know how to win. And you know what? In that division, looks like 9-7, and 10-6. and six. I mean, that, that's going to win it. So um, it's anybody's division. Cincinnati was my pick, Pittsburgh was your pick, and Baltimore was, uh, you know, a lot of people's <laughs> pick in Maryland. <laughs> Mar- <laughs> but, uh, Maryland. And Maryland. Any of those teams uh, can win it. It really is wide open. It is truly the wide open division. Uh, I guess them and the, and the uh, AFC West are the two really wide open divisions where any of the three teams can win it. Yeah, no, and it was interesting. You hear Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, and they were saying that they had peaceful, you know, protests um, you know, against the president-elect in Baltimore, you know, going up to the stadium and stuff. So just interesting, like, all the stuff that's, like, going on with sports and then the world, and we'll talk about Ernie Johnson later. But let's stick to the NFL, man. A couple good games to pick, you know, mainly afternoon and Sunday night football. But I think even before we get that, real quick, it's nothing you got to dig deep in. Will the Cleveland Browns win a game this year? You know, their schedule's pretty tough. I think the worst team they play right now are basically 500 teams, four and five is roughly. San Diego or the Bills. I don't know if they can beat anybody, right? Last week I said they'd get one, but now they make bad mistakes. But I I think they'll win one. I think they'll win one. I think they'll win one. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll try to be generous and stick with you on that. How about the Atlanta Falcons going to the Philadelphia Eagles? One a half a point spread. The Eagles are trying to bounce back. The Falcons are playing great football. First place, you know, six and three, doing it up. Honestly, for me, I, I just think it's going to be too much. I don't know if Tevin Coleman's going to be healthy enough to go and be back, but I do know Matt Ryan, Julio, and Devontae Freeman are there, and Vic Beasley's there. And even though the Eagles play a little bit better at home. I don't think they're explosive enough on offense to keep up with the Falcons and Matty Ice. And I think the Falcons' offense is so diverse. I don't know if the Eagles will be able to – Fletcher Cox is great, but I don't know if the, you know him and Malcolm Jenkins will be able to shut them down. So I think the Falcons win a fairly close game, but I'll, I'll take the Falcons 27-23 over them Eagles. You know, I've always said that the Eagles are not that good. They got off to a great start, which made everybody think that they were legit – and I think they're a good young team on the rise, and maybe this kid Carson Wentz is the man. But you know what? He takes a lot of chances, and he is a rookie at the end of the day. And even yeah. though Dak Prescott's a rookie too, Dak Prescott's more conservative, doesn't take those yeah. chances. Now, 
against the Eagles, you're probably going to have to take chances because you know they can put up points. Um, and I think ultimately his rookiness is going to come out. And the Eagles, even though they're at home, I think this Falcons team certainly offensively is for real, and they're tough to deal with. So this is a shootout. You're going to have to outscore the Falcons. I'm not sure the Eagles will. So I got the Falcons winning a pretty high-scoring game. I'll say 31-26. Now, next up, we've got the world champs going to the New Orleans Saints. No. No, no, they've been playing some pretty decent football now. Um, I don't know how to, you know, the 4-4, four four, you don't know how to quite label them. You know, the Broncos took a little step back after the, the, the Raider uh, defeat, and I would say that they'd bounce back. But you know what? All year I've been going against Drew Brees, and at home he's special. On the road he's playing better than ever, but on the, at home he's special. Uh, your boy Sheldon Rankins from Louisville is back, and maybe he helps their defense to be close to average, which might be enough against a Broncos team that offensively seems out of rhythm to me. Now, look, they might get to lead back. I'm not sure about that. Um, but I just – something seems a little off, and I just think Brees can score against any defense. So I don't think it's going to be high scoring, but I think at the end of the day they do enough, and I'll take the Saints um, – with the one and a half point spread favorite at home, that's surprising. That's I'll take the Saints. Three on some people. 20, 26-23. I think the Saints will beat the Broncos, and um, I'm kind of all in on on Ingram. Not so much running against the Broncos, but maybe some screen passes. And you know how he breaks tackles. Uh, Michael Thomas, great rookie. We haven't spoken enough about him on the show. Look out for him as well, Ray. I'll take the Saints. I gotta go on the other side of that. I think that the Saints are good, but the Broncos D is still elite, and I think the Broncos will find that the Saints can be scored upon. Uh, so if the Saints can be held to twenty under, let's say twenty four points, I like the Broncos to win the game. I think the Broncos can muster up some points. I, I think this kid Devin Devante, sorry, Devante <sighs> Booker. Can play. I liked him at Utah. I think he's nice. Um, we got to figure out a, a way to, to rename our. We got our Devantes and our Deshauns. They need their own categories. We got to figure that out. Our we top bring, five Devantes nice. and our we're top five Deshauns to be our MC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we got Taking a out bunch of Deshauns. Don't know how I did it. Uh, right. But I like the Broncos. I think the Broncos can do enough offensively, and I think their D will give Breeze some trouble. Um, I love, obviously, Thomas Sanders at the skill position. I think this kid Booker is is an underrated soon-to-be star next year. So I think the Broncos win a close game. I think they'll win it 27-23. Sounds good to me. Now you have the Kansas City Chefs. The Chiefs that to me is the best game. Of traveling to the Carolina Panthers, this is going to be two teams that, if they both can get into the postseason, could be extremely dangerous. Now, look, you know the Panthers started off slow, but I think they're turning it around, and I think they're ready to right the ship at home. My issue with the Chiefs is good defense. 
running game didn't work out as good without Spencer Ware, so I'm not sure, you know, if Chuck Hendrick West is 100% and if he's ready to rock and roll, but they need Ware back. Um, and I think Smith will go, but I kind of sometimes, in some ways, I like Nick Foles because he can throw it more down the field and, you know, help with the running game. But I think Alex Smith is probably, you know, I think he's back. I think he's going. And I just like the Panthers. I, I really do. Now, look, it's going to be hard for your boy Cameron Jarrell Newton when Marcus Peters is back there. Cam makes one mistake. Peters will pick it off and take it to the house, Ray. He is not, you know, he, he is like, yo, that's mine. He treats quarterbacks like, you know, like they're playing catch in the backyard and he's going the opposite way. So I respect that man and I respect the Chiefs defense. Uh, how about a close one? 21-17 Panthers. And they cover you know, spread. I have dissed these Chiefs for a long time. Uh, and I've been burned a lot. So i got to tell you, I think the Chiefs can go into Carolina by the time I get to Carolina, Carolina. and take care of business. I think this Panthers team doesn't scare anybody. Um, they have the experience from last year, but for some reason it's not clicking. For some reason, Fungus and Benjamin, who physically are bigger than any other receiving core that I know of in the league, they just don't do it. Greg Olson is not the Greg Olson of last year. The running game isn't what it is. Cam's head is all messed up. Like, I don't get the treatment that I need to be getting, and I'm a superstar, I'm defending MVP, and I get hit like I'm a first-year, you know, player undrafted. He's right, though. You know he's no, right. No, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying this, <laughs> this impacts your game, though. And, and they're just not clicking. And even that stellar defense, I think the Chiefs are tough, basically man. the Panthers, but with – a slightly better offense. At least the offense is clicking. I mean, I like the Panthers' skill skill position players, but you know what? I'm going with the Chiefs in this game. I think it'll be a defensive okay. battle, and I think they win a close one. I'll say 21-17, Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh. Now, this is an interesting game. I figure we should pick it and talk about it. The Vikings have been fading. Now, I don't know if this, if this is a Falcons fade like last year. Or is it just we got to readjust and, 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 you know, try to get our line to play better? This is taking well, out with the fader. Yeah, this week is kind of interesting because they're playing the skins and they're coming off the bye. And i got to say, I, I believe in this Vikings defense, but it hasn't played as well. And that Monday night Halloween stinker, that was a, a trick for sure. And it really messed my head up on how I view this team and, I don't think they're coming back from that. I think they're better at home. And after losing to Detroit at home, now they got to go to Washington. And I'm going to tell you, the Skins, Jordan Reed is going to have a game. He's back. He's healthy. He's rested. Garcon, Matt Jones, Chris Thompson, you know, I don't know if Deshaun will be back or not, but they've got health and speed. And I think Kirk Cousins, they might, they might pick him off once. <clears throat> but Kirk is, uh, you know, he, he tends to play better at home. He's pretty accurate. Kirk, so they're favored by jerk. two and a half. Two and a half is, is, is I'm surprised they're favored by that much. This is almost a pick em game to me. But I'm going to say the Skins, they, they, they pull it out, and I'll say they they win 
Redskins get it done. Maybe a late field goal than Jordan Reed. He 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 gets Bism's eight for like ninety and a touchdown. See, I th- we shouldn't go to Vegas because we're playing the opposite of every game. I like the Vikings, man. I I think that that's good. We'll see they were soft that's good. a couple weeks ago and they got called out. You would think they would bounce back from that. But you know what? The Detroit Lions took care of business. And Good frankly, win. you know, we're probably the better team all game. I just oh, yeah. have a feeling that this Vikings team is not the Falcons of last year. I don't think they, you know, lose seven of the last eight and, and just go away. I have a feeling that they beat this Redskins team who's up and down, inconsistent, and frankly, you know, have questions about the quarterback, have questions on, on defense, a little bit of injury. I like the Vikings. I like the Vikings, actually. Uh, they'll find a way to score. I think the Vikings can't get into a shootout because I don't know that they can score like the Redskins can. Jordan Reed being back helps the Redskins, but I don't think it's enough. I think this Vikings defense steps up and leads the way, and I think they win uh, 23-20. I want to quickly take you back to the 80s. We only have a couple of college football games. I figured we'd pick an extra NFL game. And this this game is something that you would remember. The Dolphins against the Chargers, where your man, oh. Kellen Winslow Sr., oh. was was a hero to most. I mean, and Dan Fouts and the boys. Physically, you know, uh, demanding, oh. unbelievable performances in, like, that sports was... history. And that's what it made me think of. I was like, wait a minute, the Dolphins against the Chargers. I, uh, this this is actually a sneaky good game. And Rivers and Tannehill, they've been, you know, playing better. But Jay Ajayi has been the main stud. You know, the last three games, his performance is uh, second most yards in three games behind Adrian Peterson. <clears throat> but Phillip has got something going. And, you know, Henry might be back, but Gates is, is back playing better. He's hooking up with... Tyrell Williams and Terrell. a gentleman, the gentleman by the name of Melvin Gordon, is actually doing better than Todd Gurley and showing that he is a legit first-round running back and he's doing big things. And I think he outruns Jay Ajayi. I think Philip outpasses and outscores Tannehill. And I think in a pretty entertaining game, I'm going to say the Chargers win 34-27. Phillip puts up like three touchdowns, three forty-three yards. Chargers win. I gotta agree with this. It, it's hard for me to believe that the Dolphins can go on the road and beat the Chargers. You know that Phillip Rivers is putting up points. Jay Ajayi is <laughs> unbelievable. He's had an unbelievable three-game stretch, but I gotta figure that. He's not going to beat the Chargers. Um, the Chargers aren't outstanding against the run, but they're they're good. Um, but Joey Bosa's not having it. He's been playing good. Yeah, he's been, uh, you know, and he's pretty he's decent in run defense. Obviously, his his uh, he's just drafted as a pass rusher, but they're going to focus on him. And Ryan Tannehill is going to have to beat this Charger team, and he's going to have to find his speedy receivers. He's going to have to find his hands guy in Jarvis Landry and figure out a way to 
out-charger the Chargers because you're not going to beat this team. I don't think Jay Ajayi is going to do 200 yards. He might not even do 100 yards. So it all comes down to Tannehill, and if it's a Tannehill versus Rivers, I take Rivers. <laughs> but I like the Chargers a lot. Ari Day. Ari Day. Yeah, Rivers. I think the Chargers win pretty easily. I'll say 30-21. to 21. Now the game that everyone's been waiting for. We've waited four years. Every four years, a classic matchup of rivalry gets rekindled. And this week, this day in November, the Dallas Cowboys are going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers on a Sunday in the afternoon. It's going to be a classic. And I'm telling you, the Dallas Cowboys are underdogs by two and a half points. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to brown you, bell you, big bend you. The offense will get healthy. Cameron Hayward is back on the defensive line. He slows down Zeke. Zeke does not get 100, 95 at a touchdown. But the Steelers do enough to slow you down, and we can score more at the end of the day. And we're going to do it. 31-23, to 23, the Steelers will take care of the Dallas Cowboys. Not enough to bench Prescott for Romo because he's not going to have a bad game. But this is where the Cowboys' defense is shown to not be able to do enough. How about those Steelers? How about the Steelers? So oh, Rick here's, Flair, you. Woo! Here's what I'm thinking. Uh, let me break it down for you. And you know I'm a uh, Cowboys fan, and you know I got yeah. me some love for the Cowboys. But not the last two games notwithstanding, this Pittsburgh Steeler offense, when they're clicking, is really special. Um, now, they've been struggling, and they're not the team that is in fifth gear. They're probably in third gear. Uh, so it depends on which Steeler team shows up. But as much as it breaks my heart and as much as I don't want to say it on the public airwaves, I agree with you. I think the Steelers' <sighs> offense is too much. I don't think Dak Prescott is able to score with Pittsburgh. I don't think they can shoot. They can get into a shootout like Pittsburgh. Dallas's defense has been remarkably good. But I think part of it is the fact that the offense doesn't turn the ball over. The offense doesn't put them in short fields. And, yeah, and they run the clock possession-wise, yeah. they're able to maintain the ball with Dak Prescott and even Alfred Morris. So I'm not sure that the Cowboys are going to do that. The Steelers are going to be able to play up-tempo. The Steelers are going to push it. The Cowboys are going to play from behind. Dak Prescott is going to press a little bit. Zeke Elliott will be taken out of the game a little bit. The game's in Pittsburgh, so I agree. I think Pittsburgh actually wins fairly easily. I'll say Pittsburgh puts the first, you know, sort of embarrassing loss on Dallas. I think they win, I'll say, 31-20. Sunday night football, Super Bowl rematch. The Seahawks are traveling to New England to Gillette Stadium. I almost said Foxborough. (laughs) <laughs> and we've got a classic here. Now, a lot of people have been ripping the NFL. I've even heard people say this is not a good weekend. We just ripped off six games that are really good games this week. Really good. Yeah. So I disagree. I think this is a great weekend. And 
everybody's concerned about the ratings, even Roger Goodell talking about giving money back to advertisers and shortening games. No, Roger. It's just been an incredible political cycle, great baseball playoffs, exciting start and storylines in the NBA. Football will be fine. People were, you know, watching the Zombies of Walking Dead premiered on Sunday nights, and the Sunday night and Monday night games have not been really that exciting. But it all changes this week. The ratings will come back up, and you have a good Monday night and a good Sunday night game. Have no worry. The NFL is fine. Now maybe let the players celebrate a little bit and might even be better because people want to be entertained, dodos down there on Madison Avenue. They want to be entertained, okay? This is not a... You know, this is not politics, it's entertainment. So, the Seahawks are going to entertain us with a close game because seven and a half points is absurd. I don't know what Vegas is thinking. I would think, depending on the bets, they should drop to five or four. That's how I see it because Russell showed that he's healthy. Him and Jimmy Graham have hooked up. The only issue is they don't have the running game. The Patriots' defense is good. Ben don't break, but it's not going to be able to totally exploit the weaknesses of the Seahawks' offensive line. And I think this comes down to Graham versus Grunk. I think the Patriots win a close one, but they're not covering that spread. Patriots win 26-24, too much Edelman, and maybe a little bit of James White out of the backfield. But Bobby Wagner is going to be the best defensive player in this game, and he was Monday night, and I was just blown away. That guy, he might be the best linebacker. He might have passed Keekly Ray. If I'm being fair and honest, I think Bobby Ooh. Wagner is the best linebacker really? in the NFL right now. Yeah, man. That performance the other night was, was outstanding. That guy is everywhere. and He, he covers. He, he hits the run. He's he in the Laurel Bowman territory? Dude, Ooh, Bobby Wagner is doing hip-hop. You, you, he's doing hip-hop. Keeley's a little not as impressive this year. He's still up there top five in tackles, but he's, he's not. The coverage hasn't been there. He's not getting the sacks. So 26-24 Patriots win a close one. Potential Super Bowl preview, too. So what you got? Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Uh, the Patriots are the Patriots, right? You know what they do. They don't beat themselves. They don't turn it over. But then again, they don't have a running game. So a traditional running game. I mean, LeGarrette Blunt's actually had some, some really good games, and then he kind of disappears. This year actually has been more consistent than last year. Um, but it ultimately comes down to Tom Brady and his ability to throw the ball, quick outlet passes to Bennett and Gronk, and, of course, Amendola and, and Edelman seems like he's getting healthier by the week. So you know what you get with the Patriots. Are Bennett and Cam healthy? That could be a big key. Because remember in the Super Bowl, that Seahawks secondary was all injured. If they're healthy, this could be a different game. And Michael yeah, Bennett needs true. to play. Michael true. Bennett needs to play. Uh, yeah, he was out last week, but I think he might be back. I, Cam was too, yeah. Um, yeah. The Seahawks, that's the team. It all comes down to the Seahawks, right? Because you, you pretty much know who the Patriots are. But the Seahawks, <laughs> they're a team that's kind of lost their identity since Marshawn Lynch retired. You know, Lou Rawls' cousin, my cousin, and Kristen Michael, who bounced to Dallas and then came back. And then they, they haven't really hit their stride offensively. The offensive line is one of the weaker in the game. Jimmy Graham came back off that terrible knee injury, and Russell Wilson was hurt. So that all combined to make a terrible offense. And they were, you know, held to six points and, and just awful. 
but they're starting to hit their stride. So I agree. I think they're 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 getting there. They're on the up. They have the division in their sights. They have a home playoff game in their sights, but not against this Patriot team. Not in the regular season anyway. So I think I think like you said, it's close, but the Patriots eke it out. Uh I think both teams are focused on kind of getting things right and getting their offenses right, but I think the defense of the Patriots is going to come in and, and, and put up a, a pretty good performance, and I think they win. I'll say twenty six, twenty three. Okay, just one point off for me. You know, it's it's going to be great. I, gosh, this is actually a really good weekend. Now, college football, we only got two, you know, two ranked matchups, but. We start in the SEC, and it's the bottom of the the top 25 and, and the rankings, and we both were right, and, and Washington wound up getting that four spot. Ohio State was five, Louisville six. So, you know, kudos to them. I think Washington deserved it. But when you got LSU, number 24, at number 25, Arkansas, Arkansas, I was shocked that LSU dropped down so far after a defensive pretty much bad you know a 10-0 loss to Bama they dropped like 12 spots I, that was kind of bizarre to me and I don't think they deserved it but I don't think they're really a top 25 team Danny Edling is good but not against my man Austin Allen you know between him and Chad Kelly and sorry for Chad Kelly you know he's out for the rest of the season and and his college career will go on to the NFL, maybe be one of the top five or six quarterbacks drafted. We'll see how that goes. But, Ray, at the end of the day, I think Arkansas is a better team. They don't have Bama's defense, so Fournette will get over 100. But I don't think at the end of the day LSU will be able to outscore Arkansas. So, 28-24, Arkansas beats LSU at home. So we. Really? So, I have a feeling, I know you love Allen, and I know you love that offense, but the LSU defense, man, I mean, like Les Miles always has, and and Orgeron has, has, you know, taken over for this defense is for real. I mean, they held the best team in the country, Alabama, to basically and uh, you know, now granted the game was in Baton Rouge, but they basically shut them down, shut them down, shut them, shut them down. They're only averaging 14 and a half points a game in the SEC as opposed to Arkansas averaging 29 points allowed in the SEC. Now, Arkansas's offense is better, but I have a feeling that with Play action passes and pounding for net. I'm about that action, boss. Yeah, man. That's your boy Danny Eatling is going to be the key to this game, and he's going to matriculate the ball. Time of possession. They're going to beat Brett Bielema and his number 25 Arkansas Razorbacks on defense and time of possession. Like the New York Giants beat the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. Mm. 40 to 20 time of possession. Trying to Bill Parcells them? Bill Parcells, my man. That's what I got. I got LSU winning a tight, close, low-scoring game, but I like the Tigers, man. I can't be mad at you. 
It's going to be entertaining. And look, the SEC is still very talented and very deep. Uh, not, I think, as you know, strong as it has been over the years. Definitely top-heavy with Bama. And now the other game, back to the Pac-12, which USC, they got in the top 25, and they moved up to number 20 at number four, Washington. Now, this right here is sort of a, a check mark or benchmark to measure USC's talent, their coaching. Did they hire the right coach? Is this too big for him? Does Lin Swan need to go ahead and get someone, you know, bigger, not someone that was kind of just, you know, beloved in the program and been around. And this is a game where Washington says, even against a top program and top talent, we still shine and we are the best in the Pac-12 and we deserve to be in the top four playoff. And I think you're going to see that this Saturday, this Saturday night. 7.30, you get ready, Fox. This is going to be a big one, you know. And, and look, Jake Browning, a year away from the NFL draft, he'll be a top quarterback. USC's got uh, what? See his numbers: thirty-four touchdowns. Oh, it's insane. He's no, he's the real deal. This guy is the real deal. But let's see, USC, they've got NFL talent. You know, Schuster Smith is a beast. They got a bunch of kids. But I think Washington will outscore them, and I think that. They can run with them. They've got talented players. They've got athletes at Washington. And I think you're going to see 34-26 Washington, you know, kind of close, but kind of they control it and they handle it and they keep that top four spot. So I got Washington winning. You know what? Both of these teams can score. Washington's averaging almost 50 a game, but USC's averaging 32 a game and they put up Almost 500 yards, just like Washington puts up 500 yards a game. So, something's got to give. There's no doubt. There's, exactly, there's no <clears> doubt. There's an offensive battle. Now the game's in Seattle, so it's obviously a huge kudos to Washington. And that everybody's taking crazy. Washington. Uh, but right. not Don't your boy. Don't do it, Ray. Don't USC, do it. the University of Southern California. Southern the school in the hood is going to go up to Seattle and take care of business. Signature Ooh. win. The I can't say the Huskies are looking forward. I mean, if you look at their schedule, did you check the weather report yet? Arizona State check that weather. Did you? Did you we go what? to the Global Weather Network? Do, 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 do. Nah, I actually didn't <laughs> check the weather, and I don't know if it'll be, be raining. Because you know how it rains up there in Seattle, Ooh. but. I'm going with the Trojans. I, I'm just, I'm just feeling it. I'm thinking I like they that have upset. almost explode, as explosive an offense as Washington, and just have a feeling they're going to come. And this is, this is for their season. I mean, think about it. If they win this game, they're seven and three, six and two in the conference, twenty-one. They break into the top fifteen. Just have a feeling they're going to come out and surprise Washington. Hmm. Nothing wrong with a surprise. Now, I got to give, we got to pick like an upset special that's out of the rank games. You gave one in the rankings. You, you went for it. I, I, I'm i going to tell you, I, I really sense two teams. 
I think Nebraska's going down at number 19, even though they're at home. I think the Minnesota Golden Gophers go in there with their strong running game, the solid defense. Not great, but it's solid. And I think the Minnesota, this team's 7-2. and two, They're not bad. Same record as Nebraska. They go in there and they out-physical Nebraska. I don't know if Armstrong's going to be okay to play. He might be out. And this is the time for Nebraska to get beat. Minnesota goes in there, 27-23, takes care of Nebraska in a hard-hitting, tough game. One more quick one, Arizona at home. Arizona State, they didn't look good the other night against Utah. But Arizona, they're going to upset the Colorado Buffaloes and knock them off that number 12 ranking. Arizona Arizona. will make their season. They only have two wins. This is it. they got to beat Colorado or else their season will just be rags to riches or somewhat riches to rags. And I, I think your boy Rich Rod is not having it. Arizona wins 31-30, game-winning field goal at the end. That crowd's going to go crazy in Tucson when they upset the Colorado Buffaloes. That's my picks. You know what? I'm going to go with the team that was in the top 25 but's been very disappointing. That's the Georgia Bulldogs at home. I'm going to say in Athens they're going to take care of the Auburn Tigers. Now, yeah, man. Now, Cameron Petway has definitely outplayed Nick Chubb, but I think in this game, Chubb-a-dub-dub in the hot tub, they're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and maintain and show people why Nick Chubb was a Heisman Trophy preseason favorite. So, Georgia Bulldogs upset special over Auburn. So I got Auburn going down, and I got Washington going down. I got four and nine going down. I love it. Let's talk about someone who finally, instead of going down, went up, and this is on the hard court. Can we just give a clap to our boys? How many Pelicans are out there peddling? They leave the Sixers alone. They finally get their first victory. The Sixers still have not won. They're hoping to beat the Pacers tonight, who they lost to the other night in overtime, 122-115. to 115. The Pelicans got it done. They beat Milwaukee last night. Um, you know, big game, 112. They got some points. Your man, Anthony Davis, is killing it this year. He scored 32. He's he, – Offensively, he's just a stud, man. And your boy Jabari had a big game. I love to see it. He had 33 points. Um, I want to ask you, in the one of the big TNT games, were you surprised about Wade's homecoming? Did you think that he'd handled it right? And then also the Bulls getting that win. Even though Hassan Whiteside had a monster game, it was like 20 points, 20 rebounds. If that guy could start to play like that in the regular, you could think this Miami team might be better than we both predicted. But your thoughts on the on Dwayne Wade coming home back to Wade County? Must you know it was definitely emotional. And Rondo playing great. The guy shooting. It's not a shooting team, but Rondo was hitting threes, scored 16 points. I think that's his season high. And they pulled it out, man. What do you think about? Uh, NBA action last night in the early part of the association season. You know, that was very emotional for Wade, and you could see it. And he was 5 for 17. He had some issues shooting. Oh, yeah, but yeah, he struggled. You could just you could just tell that he was not in his element. But eventually they were the better team and took care of business. 
my thing, I think both sides are better off. Dwayne Wade leaving Miami and, and how be- how much better could it have been than going back to Chicago, right? And I thought Miami right. did the I think right it was time. Thing. It was time. It was time for both sides to part ways. And, and, and you know, if you're not going to compete for a championship, putting $45 million into a player for the last two years of his career, I'm not sure that's the right thing to do, even with the salary cap going up. No, so, it hurt the Lakers. It hurt the young Lakers who are playing some pretty good basketball. we got to clap it up for the young Julius Randle scoring 16 and dunking on the fast break and, you know, they 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 came back. They were down a bit, came back and, and beat the Kings last night. The Lakers are now 5-4. and four. You know, they beat the Warriors by 20 points the other night. Are you, uh, I would say this. You have to be Laker fan or just outside observer, two things. Excited about the young talent and watching it grow, but then even more excited about Luke Walton. Last year was not a fluke. Those players didn't just coach themselves. Luke Walton's got a system. He's got a mindset. And he is, Luke Walton is a legitimate coach. And I'm impressed with the Lakers and Laker Nation and where they're headed. I actually like this young roster, too. I'm telling you, I I, I thought they'd be decent. Uh, I thought they'd win somewhere in the 30s. It might even win more than that. I mean, this Laker team, without having a star, you know, they're, they're very young. And they're kind of like they're not as good, right? But they're kind of like the Pistons, those old four, old five Pistons, where they don't really have a star, and they have you know D'Angelo Russell and Jordan uh, Clarkson and and your boy uh, Julius Randle, and if Brandon Knight turns, I mean if um, uh, Brandon Ingram turns yeah. out to be a player, I mean these are nice, you know, nice pieces. And Luau Dang, they were the get a creative Luau Dang, yeah, Luau Dang, and you know who Jordan Luau Clark Dang is, and you yeah. know how, you know what. Uh, and your man Tim O'Fay has been doing it up, man. He's playing good basketball, Tim O'Fay. When Tim O'Fay gets minutes, <laughs> he's a solid NBA player. I think, I, I think you'd rock a Tim O'Fay Moscow Lakers jersey. If Tim O'Fay were on the Charlotte Hornets, I would rock. <laughs> If we Tim could get O'Fay. you, if we could get you like a little old school, rec, get you on a rec league team, I think you might rock a little Tim O'Fay jersey. I like that. I like Too that. Too bad I'm not six ten, but yes, oh uh, I, would, I, would, I would represent Tim O'Fay. So let me ask you just a, you know a couple of sort of you know round ball questions as we you know get ready to wrap down the show. But we got to talk some hoops. We got to give the NBA, NBA some time. Baseball is done with. Um, you know, we could get to the Gold Glove Awards and all that stuff, but, you know, not really a big deal. Although your boy got it three years in a row in three different teams, Jason Hayward. So I think that's something to mention. I was pretty Im- impressed with that. Yeah, you know, that is interesting. Cubs, a lot of the Cubs, Rizzo and them, they got gold gloves. But, okay, a couple things. One, early whistle in Boston, and it looked like it was Courtney Lee who said something to the ref, but Carmelo got kicked out two technicals. So the next got jerked it down 74-65. Uh, in the third, couple things. Philly's up, they're balling. Ninety-three, ninety. They might get their first win. Ray, three minutes left in the fourth quarter. But I want to ask you about John Wall got kicked out the other night. I guess touching the referee. Um, Beal is out. Also, the Wizards are a mess. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, and we talked, and we hinted about it. I think last show, but. Are you ready to to push the trade button? I just don't think 
And who do you trade? You get rid of Beal? I think it's Beal. I think Wall is too special. Wall, Wall special. It's hard yeah. to get Wall the special Wall guard. impacts the game in many yeah, ways. Yeah, especially with his length ways. and his size. Like, I couldn't – I just can't get rid of him. I can get another shooting guard. I really can. And I think Beal, if you throw him in with Marquise Morris, you might be able to get a nice package. I just – I'm disappointed, and maybe if you wanted to, maybe you want to do Otto Porter and, and Morris. I don't, I don't know, but I just think it's, and maybe you switch your style. Maybe it's Gortat that goes. You know, maybe you try to go smaller and not have that big clunker clogging up the middle. That could be an issue. They don't have enough shooting and spacing. Because Bradley Beal's not banging the threes down like he should be, because he's he's got, you know, he's got the shooting talent, but it's not happening. So that's that thing. And then good game tonight with Charlotte and Toronto, both those teams battling for the number two seed in, in the East. Um, are you impressed with the Rockets and the Clippers? So Clippers played tonight against OKC, but the Rockets last night, your boy took it to the Spurs in San Antonio. Give me your thoughts on James Harden and, and how he's playing. I told you James Harden's going to lead the league in scoring. Was it four triple-doubles now? Fourth or and fifth. I mean, he, he, he was uh, neck and neck with Russell Westbrook for me for MVP. Right. Just because the ball they do is in his hands all yeah. the time. In both of yeah. them. So their statistics are going to be yeomans. And, you know, you had a good point when we did our NBA special. You were like, wait a minute. If you think the Rockets are going to finish ahead and Russell's of the, of the Thunder and Russell's going to lead the league in scoring, then why isn't why isn't he the MVP? And he might be. He very well might be the MVP because a if you take him off his team, that team is going nowhere. But b he just his hand is everywhere. His imprint on the game is tremendous. Now the reason I gave it to Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook can defend, and and James Harden, even though statistically he gets his rebounds, he's not really an elite defender. He's not even you know he's basically a, an average to below average defender. So. That's the only reason I gave to Russell Westbrook. But yes, tremendously impressed with the with the Rockets because everybody thought, oh well, the Rockets can score. So I said, all right, they can score their way. I thought they could score their way to a fourth place, you know, finish in the West. But the, these guys, I mean, you know what it is? They're a team you don't want to face. They're one of those teams where, yeah, you could blow them out, but they could blow you out too. So they're a tough team. They went into San Antonio and took care of the Spurs. The Spurs, you know, had a had a chance at the end, and Kawhi Leonard, you know, uh, missed his shot. They got the, they got the, the the two mistakes out of Harden, the 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 bad shot, and then the, and then the turnover, the offensive foul. But this West is just so brutal. I mean, look at the standings. They're just all bunched together. And oh yeah. At the top of the conference, though, is your Los Angeles Clippers. And we said this is the one right. team that's unpredictable. If they put Have it together. Have you seen them, man? Oof, they put it on Portland the other night. They're, they're tonight they're you know looking good, going against Russell and OKC, having a little battle, tied 50-all right now. Blake is playing. He's special. I think he's healthy. I think his, his his mindset is right. Chris Paul is just, you know, he's Professor Prince Paul just orchestrating the, the production on the court. It's a Clipper team, man. Doc, this might be the Doc's time. It's going to be fascinating. They, they, remember they took care of the Spurs, what was it, last week? And uh, I, I, I think um, 
it's it's going to be fun. There's so much. There's so many storylines in the NBA. You know, there's so much talent. Darren Callison's coming back for Sacramento, so maybe they you know inject him in the lineup over Ty Lawson. And and the Kings have been playing you know better. Uh, Portland, you know, they lose, but they're so talented. They're going to win more games. Utah's a tough team who, you know, right now is taking care of Orlando. So, look, a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a great sports weekend. Not so much college football, but if we think some of those upsets we picked happen, then it will be a sneaky good weekend. You know, it's going to be a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky good weekend. Tons of NFL on Monday. We will be back and, you know, chop it up and talk about it. Definitely, uh, we might have to might have to bring back an I'm sorry and and and, and Say, There's a lot of people we, we, we owe apologies to. So bring out, yeah, the, bring out your Especially pen. after this weekend. We never know what could happen. You know, this is uh, the NFL. It's, it's the not-for-long league and a no-fun league, but sometimes it's the, you know, <laughs> you can't figure out the losses, you know. <laughs> so it's um, – but it should be fun. Enjoy those games. Cowboys, Steelers. Hey, Maybe the Jets take care of business and beat the Rams. You know, I don't know if they're going to go with Fitz or, or, or Petty. You know, I don't know if you heard anything from Jets camp where they're going this week. Fitz healthy enough with the MCL or are they going to stick with Petty? I don't know. I, and then I, I offered Petty. Ray a I mean, trade. I'm... Wait, wait, wait. I want I want the fans to know. Tay offered Ray a trade in fantasy football. ESPN Real Ball League. Okay. Yeah, I offered you a trade, so well, we got to see. Well, hit me real trying, time because I don't even I'm know it. Trying it's to, new to me. I'm trying to hit you, Brandon Marshall and Jimmy Graham for Julius Brandon Thomas. Marshall and Jimmy Graham for for Julius Thomas and Mike yeah. Evans. Uh, so the better tight end for the better receiver, but you're still getting oh a my good receiver. God. And I'm giving you, you know, and I'm taking Julius Ooh, Thomas. That's pretty. Juicy. That's pretty fair. That's that's pretty that's fair. Think that's about it. Mike Jones on a 41 point week, though. I know, but you think about it. You think I'll about think it. about you, it. You, you let Tay know. But I got to tell the audience, yo. In our Ray and Tay Fantasy Football Show League on Yahoo, Ray is dropping dimes. I mean, he's almost averaging 180 points a week. He scored two, I think, 11 last week, which might be in three seasons, uh, 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 you know, our league high. I don't know. I got to check. But, Ray, you're killing it in, in Yahoo, man. 211 points? Yeah, I think I've led the league in scoring three times. I'm, I, it's a good league. Yeah, I, I think mean, I've done it twice. We're both not... killing it. You're in first, in I think league, I'm tied for second. But... As well, but oh, yeah, and in real ball, I lost three, four in a row. My team has been injured. I'm struggling. Todd Gurley's been the biggest disappointment in fantasy. That's killed me. Ben getting hurt. I, I've had a rough fan. It's been rough. It's been rough, right? And, and, of course, Jeremy Macklin's had a horrible season. That's killed me. So, I don't know. But hopefully you have a good fantasy weekend, a good real weekend, and just a safe, happy, and peaceful Yeah, be weekend. safe. So, you know what? At yeah. the end of the day, we're all citizens American. of this country. Yes. And, uh, yes, please. We're Love all another, patriots man. first, and we're <laughs> all, uh, you know. I like when people say we're on the same team. Like, it seems like people forget that, you know, at the end of the day. Like, people act like we're two different countries. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it, man. Oh, my gosh. And that's sad that sometimes we need, like, a 9-11 tragedy for people to really love one another and for everyone to, like, 
be American and love each and every American. You know, I just we we got to stop this. Yeah, and you know, back every to baseball day. for a sec. Can we shout oh, yeah. out the San Francisco Giants for having Buster Posey, Joe Panic, yes. and Brandon Crawford all? And what, it was the lovers. first time he beat out Yadier Molina in like seven, eight years. Because yeah. Yadier was getting those gold gloves every year, but Buster Yachty got, got it hurt, this year. So Yadier missed some yeah, time. Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty, good, that's pretty no, amazing. Good for him. And a lot of first-timers, right? Anthony Rizzo got his first one. Buster Posey got his first one. Big names got their first yeah. ones. Ian Kinsler got his first one. Brett and Gardner, next week all the awards Yankees. should Mookie be Betts good. Mookie got his first one. Yeah, Mookie. Well, did you see that? Now, David Ortiz is not in the finals for the AL MVP voting, but Mookie Betts is. So that's going to be interesting how that plays out. So, But we'll talk about it. The awards will come up this week. And then we got the hot stove coming up, right? we got to start talking about it. It looks like the Yankees are going after Aroldos Chapman, and they're talking about offering big, big money. Oh, and Adrian Beltre. We might have to do another Hall of Fame special because I think we talked about it, about him deserving to go, but – Another Golden Glove. That guy is a Hall of Famer. Steve Smith is a Hall of Famer. Maybe we need to do a show. Who's a Hall of Famer? Who's Hall going in? Friday? Are, are yeah, but who's going, Friday? who's going in, Ray? Who's going in? Because we, we got some guys that are coming up that are going to retire in the next year or two. They need to go in. And those two gentlemen, Beltray and Steve Smith in football, those guys are Hall of Famers. Like, we didn't even know Steve Smith's stats. Those stats are crazy. Crazy, crazy. Already That's better than Michael Irvin? I mean, come on. Even in a passing league, like, this guy's for real. Yeah, man. So, all right, y'all. Thanks for listening. And like always, Talking Sports with Friends is a great show. Enjoy the rest of the games tonight. Hopefully the Knicks get it, get it, get it going again, you know. But enjoy some basketball, some good games. And college hoops, we'll talk about it on Monday because Tuesday is the classic. What is it? Can Kentucky, Michigan State, and Kansas. No, Duke, Kansas, Michigan State against Kentucky, I believe. Every year they rotate. So either way, this year it's going to be great again. So those four schools, you can never go wrong. And then tonight, Indiana, Kansas is coming on after this game, right? So I think that might be oh, tipping yeah. off. Oh, yeah. I mean, so. they, got, they got the games in Honolulu tonight. They oh, are yeah. some great games going on. Yeah, Arizona, Michigan that. State. You got to love that game. So yeah, yeah, college, but we just said all. Oh, yeah, we're starting to learn the young kids. We're gonna learn the young kids. Get ready, freshmen. don't worry. We'll, we'll get, get ready. We'll get ready for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll get ready. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and uh, you know, yeah, nice all the you out, out there. there. You know, a lot of oh, love yeah. from Ray and Tay. We definitely, definitely appreciate all you do for the country. We tip our hat. We tip our hat. We gotta love it, man. Yeah, all my uncles are in the military, so you know, I gotta I always prop them up, man. And my father in law's in town. He he served in the military. He's in the army, so yeah, I got a lot of military in the fam in the fam. So anyway, great show, and um, we'll catch you on Friday. Have a great sports weekend.